It's now time for Trivia Tracks with yours truly, Price Robertson. Here is today's Trivia Track. Here are some of the strangest people ever to make it to the Guinness Book of World Records. Randy Ober, Bentonville, Arkansas. Achievement. Spit a wad of tobacco, 47 feet, 7 inches, in 1982. Neil Sullivan, Birmingham, England. Achievement. Carried a large bag of household coal 34 miles on May 23, 1986. It took him 12 hours and 45 minutes. Travis Johnson, Ellsbury, Missouri. Achievement. Held nine baseballs in his hand without any adhesives in 1989. King Tofaaho, Tonga. Achievement. The world's fattest king, weighing 462 pounds in 1976. Hercules John Massis, Oshtocker, Belgium. Achievement. In 1979, he used teeth to stop a helicopter from taking off. Nine employees of the Brunsfield Betting Center in Scotland. Achievement. Pushed a wheeled hospital bed 3,233 miles between June 21st and July 26th, 1979. Sisters Jill Bradbury and Chris Humpish, London. Achievement. Made a bed Two sheets, one undersheet, one blanket, one pillow, and a bedspread in 19 seconds flat on October 8, 1985. And last but not least, perhaps the most strangest person on this list, Fred Jepp, New York City. Achievement, the most illegal marriages between 1949 and 1981. Using over 50 aliases. He married 104 women in 27 states and 14 foreign countries. He was sentenced to 34 years in prison and fined $336,000. Graham Parsons is considered one of the founding fathers of country rock, one of the numerous sub-genres in the history of country music. During his days as a member of the Birds, Parsons asserted his own musical agenda in which he intended to combine his love of country with youth culture's passion for rock and in doing so, make country music fashionable for a young audience. In 1968, while in Nashville to record their sixth studio album, Sweetheart of the Rodeo, the Birds made an appearance at the Grand Old Opry, where they performed the Merle Haggard song, Sing Me Back Home, and Parsons' own Hickory Wind. Being the first group of hippie long hairs ever to play at the venerable country music institution, the band was met with heckling, booing, and mocking calls of Tweet Tweet from the conservative Opry audience. They also incurred the wrath of radio DJ and TV host Ralph Emery. When they appeared on his WSM radio program, Emery mocked the band throughout their interview and made no secret of his dislike for their newly recorded country rock single, You Ain't Goin' Nowhere. Graham Parsons and Roger McGuinn would later write the pointedly sarcastic song Drug Store Truck Drivin' Man about Emery and their appearance on his show. One of the top wrestling draws in the South during the 70s and 80s, Jerry Stubbs was Mr. Olympia in Bill Watts' Mid-South Wrestling, and the villainous Jerry Mr. Perfect Stubbs in the Southeast Continental Wrestling Promotions. He won multiple versions of the area's singles and tag team titles as a member of the Stud Stable. Born in Georgia on September 13, 1952, Stubbs began his career in 1972 with the GCW in his home state. In one match, he put over Bob Backlund in the opening match 
on April 2nd of that year at the Atlanta City Auditorium. Stubbs also wrestled such notables as Ricky Steamboat, Dean Ho, and Rick Martel with modest success. In 1977 and 1978, Stubbs continued spending time in Georgia helping put over Stan Hansen, Dirty Dick Slater, Randy Savage, and Abdullah the Butcher. Also in 1978, Stubbs began wrestling matches in the Mid-Atlantic Territory. In 1980, he was back in the Southeast Continental Area, this time as the Masked Matador, and winning the NWA Southeastern Continental Tag Team Championship with Mike Stallings. After a brief stint as the Masked Olympian in 1981, Stubbs returned to Mid-South in 1982, where he became Mr. Olympia. As a babyface, he tag-teamed with the Junkyard Dog. They won the area's tag team title by defeating the Wild Samoans, Afa and Sika, in May 1982 and lost it to the Rat Pack. That's Ted DiBiase and Matt Bourne in October that year. Mr. Olympia eventually turned on JYD and joined DiBiase as a heel to win the Mid-South Tag Team title from Mr. Wrestling 2 and Tiger Conway Jr. in 1983. Following a stint with Arn Anderson in the stud stable, Jerry Stubbs won the area's most prestigious title, the new Continental Championship in 1986. During this time span, he was involved in a series of mask versus mask matches with Anderson and Bullet Bob Armstrong. Later, he spent time overseas wrestling in Japan. He teamed with the AWA's Brad Reingans, winning a number of matches together. Stubbs also wrestled occasionally under the name A. Sheik during that time, not to be confused with The Sheik. During his and Kurt Hennig's meeting in Japan, Jerry Stubbs explained the Mr. Perfect gimmick to Hennig and gave his okay for Hennig using the gimmick in the WWF. Stubbs retired from wrestling for good in 1996. Sometimes Hollywood can't get a promising movie made, even if a huge superstar is on board to star in it. In 2018, NBA superstar LeBron James announced he would be starring in a sequel to the 1996 movie Space Jam. That film combined live action and animation as Michael Jordan teamed up with Looney Tunes favorites like Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck in a game of basketball versus some vicious aliens. And yes, the long-awaited sequel to Space Jam, entitled Space Jam A New Legacy, hit theaters a couple of weeks ago. But the follow-up was supposed to happen over a decade ago. Plans were in the works for Skate Jam, in which pro skateboarder Tony Hawk would skateboard on screen with Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck and Company. Why did it never get made? Warner Brothers got skittish on a big-budget live-action animation hybrid after the 2003 box office bomb, Looney Tunes, back in action. Today, Marvel movies make billions of dollars at the box office. But in the 90s, the company was still primarily a comic book publisher. And a dying one at that, filing for Chapter 11 in 1996. Shortly thereafter, Michael Jackson, the king of pop, met with Marvel boss Stan Lee. Jackson offered to buy Marvel, with a goal to adapt as many comics into movies as possible, starting with Spider-Man. And who did Jackson want to play Spider-Man on the big screen? He was going to do it himself. Ultimately, the business side couldn't be worked out. And Jackson never did play the web-slinger. In major cities across the nation, public transportation, like buses and subways, are full of huge ads for every product imaginable. Well, almost every product imaginable. Here are some companies who were forbidden from hawking their wares. In 2018, the Metropolitan Transit Authority, which regulates subways in New York City, rejected posters for a product called Tushy. That's T-U-S-H-Y. 
While bidets have been around for decades and are commonly used in Europe and Japan, they're not as popular in the U.S. And Toshi wants to get more people on board with the system, which cleans one's, well, undercarriage with a jet of clean water. The ads depicted a person sitting on the john, along with an explanation of what the product does. The MTA rejected the ads because one of them used a slightly off-color slang term for a certain part of one's anatomy. Earlier in 2018, the MTA turned down ads by a company called Unbound, a health and wellness company that sells adult items along with feminist t-shirts and jewelry. Unbound commissioned prominent artists to design their ads that showed women having fun. Some of them were deemed sexually suggestive, and so they didn't make it into the subway. While those examples are mildly controversial, other bans aren't so surprising. The MTA decided to ban alcohol advertising of any kind because it could be seen by so many people under the legal drinking age of 21. In England, another indulgence is no longer touted in the London Underground and on buses. Junk food. Via a direct order from London Mayor Sadiq Khan, ad-selling fast food, junk food, candy, sugar-laden sodas, and even products like nuts that are high in sodium can no longer be shown on public transit. For more amazing trivia, check out the Trivia Tracks podcast at thewatatapodcast.com. Till next time, I'm Price Robertson. Amazed by today's trivia? Then join me every Monday through Friday morning for Trivia Tracks on Fox Sports Camden 97.1.